Listen to ordinary people who lead extraordinary lives. Their leadership styles forever impressed in the hearts and minds of people, be it in their professions, personal life, and or in communities by being an example of greatness. Be inspired by these personal stories and prepare to be both moved and motivated as serial entrepreneur Maurice Manley II interviews present and future icons. Challenge yourself to recognize the leader that lives within so that you may continue to grow and experience amazing things in life. We are all capable of leadership. Take charge and lead up. This is episode number 95, Mind Equity. We interview Ferris Mason, founder of Come Up LA. With her roots firmly planted in Oakland, she has a passion for people and culture. After working in many different industries, she decided to pursue the path of entrepreneurship. Being fully self-aware, Ferris is able to evaluate her brand while adding needed value by simply being herself and using her mind equity. Listen in as Ferris shares how she has been able to come up. We're back once again for another episode of Lead Up. Joining me today is a good friend of mine. She is a stylist, fashion designer. She is the founder and creator of Come Up LA, Ferris Mason. How are you today? I am groovy. I'm well. That's good. That's good. And I forgot to mention, you're also a fellow Gemini. <laughs> yes, Gemini good. That's right. That's right. We are the very best. It's, it's very, very, very important. I think that, that <laughs> it, it creates the constitution for your strength, your genius, and, and your creative work. At least that's my yeah. belief. And I, I'm probably yeah. only saying that because I'm a Gemini myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's true, though. Just look at all the people that are Gemini's and all the creativity and the artists and the entrepreneurs. Like, yeah. there's you don't even need to put yourself in there to for people to know that it's true. <laughs> it, 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 exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so let's let, let's dive into this. How were you introduced to the business of fashion? Um, It's basically just who I am. Hmm. Uh, I I grew up actually very, very strict religious. So I wasn't often able to express myself in certain ways, but I always was into how I dress, putting colors and textures together just innately. Um, my daddy used to have this joke. He used to tell people, he used to be like, Ferris used to pick out her own diapers. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've, I've always been, even as a child, like, even though I know I didn't have full control over what I could do, if I did, I would pick things that I like, texture things I like, I would like, I like this fabric. Or I like the style. I would um the way I learned like the the names and the names of the type of names of different garments was by reading catalogs. Hmm. I I used to read catalogs. Uh, at what, at what <laughs> age did why, you start that? Oh, ever since I, I don't know. I don't even it was just I was out because fashion catalogs we always got them at our house. We didn't get like we got high end ones, low end ones, medium end, like all different types. And that's what I would do. I would sit and I'd get a catalog. I'd, I'd, look, I'd look at something I like, then I'd find, you know how they have a little number or a letter yep. or whatever. I'd look at the letter, 
and then I'd read it. That's how I learned about different fabrics. That's how I learned about things like MPA waist, which people say empire, but it's MPA uh. waist, where it's like a high waist dress that's up here. Um, and colors. Wow. You know, I learned that from reading the colors and also like Crayola color crayons. And I always, like, I used to organize my closet as a child. What? Like, I would, <laughs> yeah, I would organize my closet by color. Sometimes, sometimes it'd be color. And then I would like, if that color didn't work, then I'd do it by dresses, pants, dresses, shirts, this. I used to write down in a notebook all the brands that I had, even though they were just regular ass brands. I used to write them down in a notebook and tally them. Um, I had to have certain type of hangers. I like my hangers to be uniform. Like, and that was when I was little, like, I've always been like that. I used to wear my parents' clothes because, you know, I've been tall forever. Yeah. And so, like, wearing my parents, I used to wear my parents' clothes. Um, sometimes even help them put put stuff together. They'd ask my opinion about if I like something or not. Huh. So it, it was just always like an innate thing for me. Going into it was never, I, I never knew anything about it because I grew up with, um, like I said, I grew up strictly, just I grew up Jehovah's Witness. And my goal when I was young and my parents' goal for me past my youth was to become a missionary. So I didn't know anything. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know anything about, I didn't know anything about wardrobe styling or fashion outside of, you know, my parents both like to dress and both like to shop, you know, outside of, you know, what I knew, I didn't know dressing people was a thing. I didn't know, I didn't know a lot of, the things that people know and think about, about having a career in it or mm. making it something that they want to do. I had no idea about it. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Cause I wasn't <laughs> trying to clean my closet <laughs> as a kid. I didn't want no part of that. I didn't yeah, want to fold no, my clothes. Was, or... And I even, I even used to wash my own clothes and, you know, I was young, so I didn't understand, you know, paying a water bill. Right. <laughs> so I would <laughs> wash them literally by color i'd have purple blue orange like the rainbow and my mother would be and it'd be like two two items one three my mother was like ferris that is not enough laundry for a load and i'd be like okay because i had to stop my mother from washing my clothes because she would fuck them up right and and so i stopped her from washing my clothes and i would wash my own clothes because there was a certain way that i wanted them to be washed so that they would maintain i read the labels the care labels I, I started air drying clothes a long time ago when I was young. What? It's just all natural for me. Who who are you? Like what? <laughs> ch- I mean, obviously I've been here before. Yeah, like so, how did you know air drying was a thing? Right, because that's a process. You take your clothes out, I mean, and you took them outside, hung them up on the laundry line. Like, well, I would learn because my shit would shrink. You know, you put something in the dryer it shrinks if it's not the right type of fabric or you mess it up you put the you put it you put the wrong type of you know detergent because sometimes powder diet powder detergent doesn't work the right way or liquid detergent can stain clothes sometimes and so these are just things i learned by just trying it as a child and i just like my clothes that's 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 <laughs> that amazing because i mean when you stop your mother from washing your clothes i mean that's a real thing right 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 that's amazing <laughs> like mama no no, I, I got this. Even though I don't got it, I got it. <laughs> how'd you right. co- how, how how were you or how did you cultivate your creative genius? Because at least in my opinion, I think you're very creative. Word. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, shit, I don't. I 
I guess kind of just by just doing, because like I said, growing up, I wasn't encouraged to do any of those things, hmm. you know, but I was always all, like in school, you have like art classes, the, the, the any sort of class that was creative, I always excelled in. Like creative classes in English were my best classes in school, like hmm. all the way through, 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 through. Um, and the ways that I did it for myself, like say when I was living at home as a child, I would... You know, I, I, I used to draw dresses. I used to color things. I used to even hand make anniversary cards for my parents. Like I was the one who started doing that as, you know, for, so because, you know, anniversaries was one of the things that Jehovah's Witness celebrates is anniversaries. Oh, really? So, yeah. I didn't we think celebrate, they celebrated yeah, anniversaries, anything. And a baby shower, okay. even though a baby shower is technically a birthday. <laughs> no, it don't make no sense, but whatever. <laughs> Um, so those are like the things you celebrate. And so I used to always make my parents anniversary cards. I would participate in school, like art shows and stuff. Um, I always had like a little sketchbook of like little random shit I would do. And as I kept growing, like I said, the fashion was always a thing. So there were certain things that I know I couldn't ask about or I couldn't go put on or wear. Right. Because daddy wasn't having it. Yeah. So I'll be in my room using what I had, taking, you know, photos of myself, with, you know, the little old school cameras <laughs> that we had, the disposables and stuff. Yeah, the Polaroid. Yeah. And I, I, I don't really feel like cultivating. I've ever had to like sit down and think about how I want to grow my art. I just I just do things like mm. I just do it. I don't I don't really think about it, even with like if you look at my. If you look at my Instagram, people are like, oh, your stuff is so creative. So this, that. And I literally don't plan none of it. Most of the stuff is one shot flicks I take on my phone in that moment or stuff I save on my phone. Right. Um, I'm blessed to understand angles and lighting naturally without having to, like, think about it. Um, so literally, it's just who I am. I just do. Well, that's that, that's exactly why I call it a, like a creative genius, because you mm -hmm as you just said, you don't put any thought it's, and it seems like, like it appears to me at least because, you know, I kind of pay attention to people. I don't know about everybody else, but it appears like you just move and it just happens. And kind of, yeah. for, for some people it's that requires work. Like they have to think about it, at least for myself. Yeah. Like it, I don't just move and creativity just comes out my body. It just, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. that's not my thing. But for you, it does. But it sounds like as a child, that was just your thing, which leads me to believe that because you grew up Jehovah's Witness, you probably had to have like um, a high level of imagination. Is, is that accurate? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess I, I guess so. And I mean... I I wasn't Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I I, I don't I, I often don't even think of you know, it's, I'm working this is the thing I'm working on. Okay. I'm working on boasting up myself and saying the things and doing my things. It's like this is my thing right now because yeah. I, I I the way I grew up it, it kind of like limits it put me in like a limit of like expression, right? Yeah. So I don't ever think about any of the things I do as being like so amazing. Yeah. Um so, I'm working on that. So, yeah, I mean, I had I had definitely had imagination and then like I had my my little brother. I mean, we're only a year and a half apart. So, like us together when we were growing up, we used to like we used to create like languages. <laughs> and That's so, dope. what we used to what we used to do is, you know, like be our secret language. So, we would like 
have a a, co a little code sheet paper that would be like all the letters from A to Z, and we draw a little symbol for each one, and then we would write stuff to each other and use the thing to decode what we were saying to each other. Like yeah. me and my brother, we used to do that. <laughs> we used to like sing to each other. We put on little shows. We used to love the Beach Boys, which is kind of weird right now. Hey, no, no, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna tell you the Beach Boys used to go. <laughs> I, used I used to love the Beach Boys. Yeah. Like we used to put on the tape. And being there singing, yep. me and my brother together, yep. just doing things. But that was always something we did in our family in general, like singing together mm -hmm. collectively, singing, putting on Motel records or Temptations or, or, or all these different things. That was the thing. Music has always been something that was a part of our family. So that was also something like the creativity that I have for sure comes from my parents. Mm -hmm. Both of them, even though neither of them really use their skill sets um, at all. Well, my dad kind of, um, but because like my mother, she could sing. Okay. Um, so she could she could sing. So that was that was her art. But then she also used to write. She used to write novels in notebooks and oh. just sit down and just write them out. And I remember reading them as a child. And she even had this one she wrote because she used to love the Beatles. She wrote a historical fiction book about the Beatles. Hmm. Like it was just like a, like, you know, just like writing a story in the regular story, but it included the Beatles in the story. So obviously it's fiction, but kind of based on real life. Um, I even have one of her books still that she wrote. And that's one of my goals at some point when I have time to get it transcribed and published for her. Cause that was always like something she wanted Yeah, and, you know, she passed away. So she didn't, and then she used to she used to hide her writing, which I don't understand. I never I don't know the reason for that. She used to hide it from my dad. Hmm. I don't know the reason for that. She used to, she used to be like just writing, and then she'd tuck it up in the top of her in her closet <laughs> underneath her clothes. Um, but then, and that was like her form of expression of art. My dad, my dad was a contractor. Mm -hmm. um, every, everything that he did was self taught, though. I mean, he you know he didn't have his business. Of course, he had to learn some basic stuff, but like drafting, creating plans, all that. He learned that himself and he used to draft and create his own plans. Um, he was really good at math, but wow. he was also really good at drawing. My dad was a really good draw. He could draw really well. And I would say things to him like, dad, you're an artist. And he'd be like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, you just drew this and it looks like the person or it looks like this or it does this. He was really good at that. He, um, like him and my mother, they both loved clothes. So he was very, they were both into like their, mm. their, their their outfits and their things. Okay. And um, yeah, it's just, that's yeah. where all the, it came from, even though they didn't get to util utilize it the way I think that they could have if they had to just, you know, let yeah. some of that stuff go. <laughs> just, just submit it <laughs> but, to it. Yeah. But that makes sense now. So it's, it's in your GNA code. Like it's, it's all in you. You can't escape it because you got it yeah. from both sides. I even, like I, I don't even think about it sometimes. And even like how I dress or when I put glitter on my eyebrows or all the color, I don't think about it as being art, but then people be, and then it's like, sometimes I'll be like, I'm, I don't want to date no artists no more. It's very stressful. And people were like, but Ferris, look at you, you're art. That's why people, that's why artists are attracted to you. And I'd be like, oh, I guess, but like, <laughs> I don't think about it. I just like, this is what I like. This is how I like to look. This is what I'm gonna do. Okay, so what about this though? Because this, this is another thing that you possess, which is a strong sense of presence. Like when you enter a room, people know that something or someone just came 
and everybody's kind of forced to look at you, even if they're not paying attention to the door. When you hit, it's like this energy. Did you always possess that or is that something that you had to like kind of think about and create? Because this, I think and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you just have a strong sense of certainty. Was it always like that or did you work on that? Like kind of how you're working on some of the things you're working on now with yourself? No, I, I've never worked on it. It's just it's, it's been something that people have told me pretty much most of my life. Mm. Um, and I just, you know, I, I just be like, okay, like <laughs> sometimes I like I I feel now as more people are like knowing about me or interested in who I am, even though I've been here. Um, right. I often sometimes wish I had an invisibility cloak so that I wouldn't be noticed because <laughs> sometimes it's overwhelming. Really? Um, sometimes it's overwhelming. The sometimes the attention is overwhelming. For me, I'm also like, I'm kind of shy. I'm an introvert, but I have extroverted tendencies. Um, so sometimes it it makes like me get social anxiety. Hmm. But that presence, that's just me. And like literally people have told me that most of my entire life. Yeah. And it seems like a contradiction to what you're saying about uh, I know the anxiety and shy because you don't you don't show up that way at all. I know. So two reasons for that. One, growing up Jehovah's Witness, I have no choice. So we had to go out door to door speaking to all different types of people. Also, and when you go to Kingdom Hall, they have meetings where you have to present and do different speeches and things. So mm. that's how I learned to speak and do you know learn what extemporaneous speeches and. You know, thank props to my daddy for making me and my brother and my sisters. We all know how to read really well and inflection and looking up words and all these things. So these were things that's part of like a training that I had to be a person that can present as not being nervous in public speaking, even though inside I'd be like sometimes like super tripping or like not wanting to be noticed or seen. But I've just been, since I was little, I've learned how to present without being nervous hmm. or show, the nervous showing through. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, and then good. also, obviously you're into Zodiacs a little bit. So I'm a Leo rising. So I present, that's what people see me as. They see that power, that strength, that confidence, because that's what the Leo rising, that's what Leos are about. In your face, boldness, uh-huh. I'm here. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have all of that. <laughs> no, no signs of uh, of uncertainty or shyness by by any means. Would, would you say that your sense of community was established also with your family or was it because of being Jehovah's Witness or is that something that came later on in life? So obviously when you are a part of any sort of organization or something that's based in religion, which is based in your life and how you move and carry on. There was a foundation of community through that, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't, I no longer practice that and I haven't for a while. And much of that is, you know, due because of the, that, 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 that small part of community that grew me, there's not a, 
the realness to it as far as like the real part of unconditional love didn't exist any doesn't really ex, doesn't really exist or wasn't exemplified in my experience Correct. you know other people probably yeah, everyone has different experiences yes. right so that's just my, my that's just my personal experience um but me as a person i mean even as a little girl like just who i am as a person i'm always look look out or want to be of help to people that that i that i that i am around or that i support or love or i'm with um i think being an older sister has a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're always looking out for your, your, like your younger siblings, worried about whatever. That's just part of being an older sibling, you know, right, right. always looking out for your younger siblings. And then uh, I feel like myself, not feel like, know that I am very, like I'm very willing to, to help people out, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I don't ever really require much from I don't you know if I'm going to help my friend or I'm going to help someone do something or I'm going to connect someone or do something like I just do it it's not like oh I need to make make sure I get something from this right and and then like for me to excel to grow to be able to do anything you have to have support and so that support is only going to come from people that are around you and who's around you people in your community so if I'm not showing up and helping people out even if it has nothing to do with business or whatever that support's not going to come back to me uh and so and then also like growing up i'm from oakland so growing up in oakland you know you know about even though i didn't grow up with the full knowledge of who the panthers were i knew about them but as i got older and like certain music i started listening to um like you know like right when i was about to graduate high school graduate high school 99 the um you know, most Def came out and Talib Kweli and like Raucous Records and all the underground, the conscious rap that was right. getting mainstream flow. And so that made me like, I'm listening to things I'd never heard before, you know, mm. learning about what Pan-Africanism is, RBG and like community support and all the different principles. And I never had heard, and I grew up in Oakland, but because I was, I was sheltered from certain things, you know, and that was, and it all just resonated with me. And the, and further like solidify like who I am and my character, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just community has always been a part of who I am, whether it's small level or now growing into a much larger thing than I like, this is just something like things I do now. I never imagined none of this right. ever, ever, ever. It wasn't, it's just like, it's here. And I'm like, it's fucking fresh. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. Which is why I asked because, like for me, I didn't develop my awareness or sense of community until I became an adult, probably in my 30s or late 20s or, or early 30s. But I wish I had have known about it at a younger age and, and felt the way I felt now, because who knows what I, I would have done with that. You know what I mean? I agree. Same. So it's uh, it's just interesting when I come across people who are like community driven, I just wonder like, huh, because of the passion and the intensity that they may present or possess, I'm like, I wonder, was it there the whole time or was is this a new type of thing? And I know it varies from person to person, but at any rate, how much do you rely on your creative intelligence when creating businesses? Hmm. I think I rely on that solely 
not solely, but more so on the side of like promoting it or trying to find interesting ways to do things that likely already exist, but in a way that's interesting and engaging and something that I would actually want to do. That's actually something that I keep more in the forefront than anything. Um, Cause a lot of people are like, well, what do, what do people want? What do clients want? What are they interested in? Well, that, there's value in knowing that for sure, but also because things that I do are based upon community. I want it to also be something that I would actually do. I would actually go to, I would actually have interest in mm. because if I'm not interested in it, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to do it. And I, why would I want other people to participate or come to, or be a part of something that I don't even have interest in, mm-hmm. especially if it's community-based, right? Cause most stuff that's community-based is coming from a space of, of heart, passion, compassion for people around you. And, if I don't, if I don't do that by just doing something, well, I'm about to do this real quick because I know they want it. I can make some bread off of it. I don't operate like that at yeah. all. That's yeah. good. That's good. So basically, if if I'm not mistaken, you're what you're saying is you kind of put yourself first in terms of your thought mm-hmm. when when creating a business, right? You, you you do an introspection and say, you know, Ferris, this feels good to me. Therefore, I'm going to execute and move on it. And if it doesn't feel good, then you won't do exactly. it. Whether it exactly. works or whether it works or not matter, doesn't matter. No, because like being and, and it's such a weird word sometimes use authentic, right? Like authentic. Yeah. Everyone's like, we want authenticity. We want people to be original. And it's like a lot of people is a lot of people have faux authenticity. Right. Yeah. And that shows through, you know, Right now, there's like all these different, um, I'll say, social media people that have these these businesses and brands. They're making all this money. They're, they're yelling. You know, there's a lot of, you know, you see yeah. these entrepreneurs that kind of yell at people. They'd be like, <laughs> you need to get out there and do this. If you're, and I don't respond to any yelling of any sort. Right. right. <laughs> Definitely not if you're trying to get me to do business. <laughs> but there's a thing now, there's a lot of them that are being under fire for scamming people. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're presenting either through a Christian based way or they're presenting like I'm making all this money, I'm doing this, but it's like, and people feel them as being authentic, but like they're really running game on them. Right. And and it's like, and it's, and it comes to light and it's like, so if you're not honest and authentic about what it is you're doing, the reasons why you're doing it, how you're doing it, even if it's 10 years from now that people find out, people are going to find out and it's not going to go well for you or whatever else you're trying to do. So that's why I just try to keep everything that I do very straightforward, mm-hmm. very who I am. Like even in the way that I, I like I talk and I speak, I just speak how I speak. Like of course I could just use you know all the words and be correct English and not cuss and all this, but that's not who I am. Right. Like right. I'm gonna cuss. If you don't like it, then maybe don't talk to me. <laughs> you know. But you know, I just who I am, and that's that's what I. And I don't even think there's another way for me to be because no, I've always, I've always had, you know, my face, number one, has been an issue in my life of people being like, look at your face because I'd be frowning or I'd be making faces and people <laughs> automatically know how I feel about something. Um, I don't know how to change that. You know, I don't know how to change being direct. Uh, 
I don't know how to change stating what actually is, even if it's like, I remember, so one of my best friends, I was bridesmaid in her wedding years ago. Uh-huh. And I know you got to give a speech. And like, ah, I was like, oh, fuck, I got to give a speech. And so my friend, her husband is shorter than her, right? And so that was something that she mentioned when they first started dating. And then I talked about it. I talked about it like in the speech and like, I was just like, and I remember Joanna's like saying that, you know, da, 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 and then, you know, and I said it. And one of the other bridesmaids was upset at me for saying that. And, but the, my friend who knows me, she was just like, she kind of like laughed it off because she knows me. And it's right. like, but that's the honest truth. And obviously it didn't stop nothing y'all married. Like, right, right. So then you know, but that's just me. Like, this is what it is. So I'm going to say it. I, I don't, I never do anything though to be malicious or to hurt people. Right. That's one thing I don't do. Right. And I don't, if I know things about someone or something went bad in our, uh, whether it's business or personal, I'm never going to put someone on blast because it's the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I don't do. Cause there's, there's no, there's no benefit in doing that really. No. Unless that person is harming people that, and it needs to be brought to light. But other than that, I just let that, let that go, keep it here and, you know, deal with that person accordingly. Right. Right. What, what need did you see? that inspired you to create Come Up LA? So, and this is a question. So a lot of people always ask this question and it's like not a fancy answer, right? So I initially had a partner when I started, when Come Up started Mm -hmm. and the base level looseness idea was his idea. Okay. So he came to me and like, do you want to, because there was also another part of it, something that was just like talking, talking. And then he called me one day and was just like, like, do you want to do this? Do you want to go half on this? Or you just want to do this part? And I was just like, fuck it, let's go half, right? Mm-hmm. And so then we would meet in my old apartment. We'd meet in my apartment, sit on the floor, drink whiskey, come up with like things. So like, I've always been kind of good with coming up with names and for things. Um, so like came up with a name. And then because of like my business side, like, you know, I'm the one, like I set up all the, you know, the basic things you need, emails, you know, the set up the email, set up the Instagram, set up this, right. put everything in certain ways. And then after a while, you know, making sure that our, our emails were, you know, the same as our website and that we had systems and doc, you know, just all these things. That's yeah. what I was used to doing from old jobs that I had. Um, and it, and it just, got, it just kind of grew from there. And then like the first come up LA was, um, was it 20? 2018, I think. Hmm. I think that's when the first one was. And he had so many problems getting the venue. Like, it was so stressful. Hmm. We we started with, like, both of us putting in $500 to get our, to for a deposit. That was like, we both got five. Then, you know, we're both working. And then, like, I lost my job. My, my dad passed away. You know, hmm. just things kind of just fell. But I, like, still kept, we still, still kept going. So the first event was at, um, uh it's you know they change it back to catch one now but it was called union for a minute right yeah, so that's right. why our first event was my ex-partner he was he used to work there doing marketing so they gave us the spot gave us one of the rooms for free oh wow nice yeah and so and then so and then you know we used the money from the vendor fees to get the tables and whatever else we needed and it kind of just grew from there and then when we moved to downtown it's because um a homegirl was uh doing she was working with them trying to book the space because the owners had just bought it and they needed people to use it mm-hmm. um and you look at the space and it used to be like on pure space and all that you're like 
you know, I told my partners, I was like, we got to go look at this. We got, And he was like, no, I've seen it before. We can't afford that. I was like, homegirl said they're doing community <laughs> partnerships. They want to get people in there. And so we went and we got it and we, we did, we worked, you know, and through that. Um, the good part about the beginning part of come up and even now is that a lot of the brands that participate are my friends, mm. are people that I actually know people that, you know, not as much now because it's just people everywhere, but a lot of people are people that I've, I've known for a long time or people that are like, I consider like my friends, my like family, you know? So that's also really fresh to me too, because I, I the direct impact of it, I can see it from my friends, you know? Right. And then I've also gained some like closer, maybe not friendships, but closer with some of the other vendors that participate regularly and that are pleasant and show up on time yeah. and, you know, all those things. Right. But it's just, I don't know. I'm, when I think about all of it, it's just like, it's kind of like, wow, <laughs> really. So how does that inspire you now? Even though maybe, okay, so the idea wasn't yours, but now it is a hundred percent yours, right? It is. Yeah. Because we just, I had to like push him over because right. he wasn't doing the work. Right. And, my, I was complaining to my friends and they were like, so what you going to do? Yeah. And I was like, shit. And I was nervous and I literally just did it. And there were some things that came up that were trying to push back mm -hmm. that was coming from that end. But I, I pushed through. Like when I officially decided to move forward without him, I had no email list mm. because he wouldn't, he wouldn't share it with me. And I, I, had no email with it. So I literally had none of the contacts for all the last, you know, times that we've been doing all the events and right. the time leading up and before and all, I had nothing. Uh, but like I kept going, like I, I, you know, I lost the graphic designer. I lost all types of things that were essential to like getting some base things done, but I did it <laughs> and I just kept going and it's been working out well. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. That's phenomenal. What, what's your big picture goal for Come Up LA? Um, so I definitely want to continue to do do more events throughout you know LA area. So, and I don't, and it's funny because I, I I need to write down or have someone help me realize all the things that I've done with Come Up and just with because I don't, I kind of am a person who. Not kind of, I am, mm -hmm. which I'm working on. I, I do it and I move on. Right. I don't think about it. And I'm like, okay, what's next? Da, 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 and I don't think about it. And, but like when um, there's a sister, she, um, her, I don't remember her, her name, name, but her Instagram was named the Afro Mystic, right? She um, had participated in, in maybe two Come Up LA events, two or three. And she posted something or we like put something in her stories the other day was like, um, <clears throat> best, you know, the best business, black business event curator in Los Angeles that'll help you build connections and da 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 da, da. Mm -hmm. And I looked at that and I was like, huh, I guess that's true. Because, <laughs> you know, like I think about it because like I, I've done, I've done consistently events in downtown LA. Mm -hmm. I participated in an event that was with HBO that was in Hollywood. Um, did events for a couple months at Vector 90 in South Central. Um, I've helped participate in the event that's, uh, that was in Compton. Um, 
and then on Juneteenth. And then now I've done events in like smaller events in Lemur, And then now I'm in Lemur more often. And then now we have the, I'm working with Blackout the Ballot and it's a week, uh, every Sunday, all the way to the end of October. That's at Melrose Trading Post. Okay. And so like, yeah, like that's literally all over LA. Yeah. And that's what I continue, still want to continue to do is do more things throughout LA <clears throat> and even maybe San Diego as well. Mm. Um, and then the other city, I also want to move it nationally. So other cities that I'm interested in are cities that don't typically get black events. So mm. everyone knows that you, you, can, you, you can go to New York, you can go to Oakland, you can go to LA, Atlanta, Chicago, DC, Maryland, and you can get black events all day. There's always a black event there, right. you know, it's, right. it's not always, but it's like black creatives and entrepreneurs are everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone doesn't have the ability or opportunity to travel all the way to New York or travel all the way to LA or travel to Atlanta. So I want to go to places that don't typically get black events. So maybe like um, Las Vegas uh, you know, North Carolina, yeah. South Carolina, different areas, not actually Detroit, but like somewhere closer in that area, or maybe even Detroit, you know, to Seattle, Portland, you know, all these places, Arizona, all these places that have black entrepreneurs that don't get the the main larger black events. Um, and then also kind of places that they call them opportunity zones, but we mm-hmm. know that means gentrification. Right. so places like that so you know there's going to be a large amount of of black owned businesses that might not have a larger platform to like congregate together and know each other and meet together and be in a space that provides that sort of energy for growth Mm -hmm. um so so that's that's what i want to do national i also want to do obviously globally that's the goal um whether it's just digitally or physically yeah um and digitally you know that has been a pressure, not not a pressure for me because it's, you know, people keep on telling me like, oh my God, there is, why don't you have a virtual marketplace? Why don't you have an online store? Why don't you, why don't you, why don't you? And I'm just like, number one, nothing virtual right now is interesting or exciting. Right. I've, I've gone to the virtual marketplaces and that shit is trash. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's just not interesting. It's boring. Or it's like part of a panel. So I got to sit on here for a couple hours, listen to people talk at me. Right. And then go to a break off thing where it's just like you clicking things. I was like, that's no. Yeah. I'm, I, I, and then like an online store. I'm not trying to be an online store. No. That's literally not what I want to do. I don't want to be a subscription box. I don't, I don't, it's not what I want. Even though people like can make you money, but you need to do it to people. I'm like, if you're just thinking about right now, sure. But like, like I'm not thinking about right now. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about, how it's going to look and if it's going to be something that's interesting. And like I said before, it needs to be interesting to me. Yep. If I don't want to go to it, I'm not about to push it to anybody else to try to attend something. Right. Right. The global idea I have that involves the internet is a there is a tech thing that I'm trying to figure out who knows how to help me get it done and how I can get the money to get that person <laughs> to help me get it done because I have no idea. I just know what I see and what I want in my head. Right. Well, let's talk so, afterwards and see if we can bring manifest that that dream. Right. You know, right on. I've heard you say mind equity. Explain what that is and how did you discover yours? So, mind equity to me is all the things I know and capable of that I hold 
from either from 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 all the jobs and different things that I've learned. Mm -hmm. I no longer want to give any of that to any other business that's not my own. Mm -hmm. um, I've worked in I've worked in engineering firms, accounting firms, business management firms as a stylist, all the different types of things I've done, but all of them require you to give up all you have and all your skill set in order to accomplish their goals. Yeah. And then in the end, they don't even really care about you that much. Correct. You do one thing incorrect or wrong or someone was holding on to their passive aggressiveness for for months and you're out. They yeah. don't care about all the other good things that you do or the character you are, what you bring totally what you bring totally and you know it's like why am i keep on giving up so much to get barely nothing and i'm not even interested in this right so um i definitely am committed to not having a job in that aspect obviously consulting is still a job but you're doing it kind of on your own terms based upon your own expertise and people are asking you to come in so um that's kind of where i dwell with that outside of all the other things that come up LA. Um, I'm not opposed to working if I need to, mm -hmm. because that's how life is. Um, even like right when COVID hit, um, I was working front desk at a yoga studio in Beverly Hills and it's baby money, right? Yeah. But it didn't require me to give out all this time or give out all this mind stuff and right. work after work. It was like, I go there, I do this, I'm done, get my little check and it's it. And then I was also nannying a little girl. Okay. Um, but these are things, you know, these are just like things that, I mean, watching kids does require a level of giving, but like, I like kids, yeah. you know, and kids fuck with me, so it's not really a problem. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, that's what I tell people. I'm like, mind equity is for me and building my shit. It's not for me to just give you all of everything with mm -hmm. very minimal return. I wholeheartedly agree. And I, I preach that to the end of the earth. Um, complete this sentence for me. My greatest value is given when I'm able to. Hmm. That's rough. Damn, making me pause real quick right here. Um, <laughs> my greatest value is given when I am able to do what I want. Yeah. yeah. Do what I want. Ties back into what you said earlier. It's that selfishness that we got to have. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. Because in anything you do in life, doing what other people want you to do is going to have you fucked up. <laughs> like, you know, if you're not doing what you want to do, no matter what it is, you're not going to be happy. You're going to feel some way about it. Yep. You're, just gonna, you're just not going to be, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be fulfilled. You're going to like, like you got to do what you want to do. Correct. And I've actually been telling people that who asked me, you know, people are saying, like I said, telling me, oh, friends do this, do this. And I'm just like, oh, or when I talk to my friends, I'm just like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And then I tell my friends or people that ask me stuff, I'm like, what do you want to do? Mm. What do you want to do? Mm -hmm. If you don't want to do that, don't do it. Figure out what do you want to do? Do what you want to do. Right. Because if you're doing it, it's not going to make you happy. We've all lived lives and times where we've done stuff based solely upon what other people want you to do. Yeah. And then how do you feel usually? Terrible. Not awful. Right. Exactly. So 
yeah, if I can do what I want to do, that is <laughs> what what leader do you look up to and admire? Okay, so I'm I'm not the person for those type of questions. I I think and definitely I know how I grew up affects that. So mm-hmm. growing up, the only looking up to people or putting people on pedestals is considered idolatry. Maybe so, not at that level. That nah. That's no, not that's on a, that level. That's extreme. Too far. That's, <laughs> too head. Too far. Yeah, no, we're not going all the way there. Just like you know how you, you you see people and you're like, wow, that's that's dope. Like you admire that, right? You admire their their tenacity or their their. Uh, I mean, hmm, I'm. I, I, that's a it's funny thing for me. Like I'm, I don't spend a lot of time like looking over other people's stuff a lot okay. and like being in depth into other people's. I know that might be strange to people. No, not at all. Because there's always people like, I'm inspired by blah, blah. And I'd be like, yo, I don't know. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> um, it's all my, about you. For me, more so inspir- inspiration or looking at people doing stuff is more on a level of, of I look at my friends a lot. I have a, mm. really, a lot of dope-ass friends that do fresh stuff. And because I know them, pers- the one like that I know personally, to see them like out there getting what they want and accomplishing and are growing into their into their power and their strength for what they want for themselves whether in business Mm -hmm. that to me is super dope you know because that's who i'm around all the time that's who we communicate who i communicate with and just to be able to see that is 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 dope to me you know to see my friends grow their brands or start from wherever or you know that to me is is way more inspiring and like for me yeah because it's also like i'm able to see the whole thing outside of just because you know i i'm not i'm not immune to a person i'm not immune to being um feeling like i'm comparing myself to people right Mm -hmm. you know sometimes i got to get off instagram when i'm you know in my emotional space and i'll be like oh what am i doing look what they did and it's like it's just ridiculous (laughs) so i look and and usually when i'm looking at people that do dope stuff that I'm like inspired by that I don't know it's usually fashion. Okay. <laughs> like I'll be like, damn, that shit's hella fly or how they make that or like, oh, they styled this person and it looks fresh or this. But as far as business, um, yeah, there's not really people that I look like I follow and like try to like emulate or any of those. Yeah. Of no, the friends that's friends are good. Because yeah. still, there's still people. And I, right? I got dope ass friends. That yeah, do fresh stuff I'm and sure. Like, and and, I, and all I your just, friends are are what got you, what got come up L.A. going. It was your friends. Yeah. So it makes yeah. sense. And it's like I have friends in different. Um, you know, I have this, my one of my my good good friends. She lives in. She lives. She lives back home. She lives in Oakland. Yeah. And so she works um, with the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, and. You know, she, you know, she has a master's degree in public policy. She got it at USC and she's like, she's been helping writing these, she's been writing like some of these bills and this one bill and she's been writing them. Like sometimes they don't always get the credit and that's the thing we're working on. <laughs> like mm-hmm. she's, But like she writes and stuff and she'll post it because she's, you know, politics is her, her, her arena. Like for me, 
I defer to other people because that's not, don't ask me no political questions. Right, <laughs> like right. that's, that's like, that's a, uh, you're not going to, it's not my strong suit. Um, but like, she's so like, she's so dope at what she does. And we were talking or texting the other day and I'm just like, well, how can you make sure that you get the credit or how can you do this independently? Mm-hmm. And it's something that she wants to do. And I'm just like, and I know she can. And so have friends that some are still working their jobs and want to get away. Some are, um, some are already entrepreneurs and doing both and different things. But it's like being able for us to like talk to each other. And like, I definitely encourage my friends and we encourage, I mean, we encourage each other to like, like fucking do it. Like that's what you want to do and you're not happy or you're over it or you're not getting the credit you, you need or want or deserve. And I know you're capable. It's just, it's like seeing seeing that is like it's super fresh for it's super yeah. fresh to me like to see my friends grow and build and do their thing. On the opposite end of that spectrum, what makes a leader great and iconic? Uh, knowing also how to how to follow and how to you know because you're not always going to be the person leading at all every in every situation or instance. Mm-hmm. If you're unable to accept direction from other people, if you're unable to step back and not put on that leader hat all the time, yeah. I, I don't think that you can really be fully successful in being a leader, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, be, because it's, because it, because you have to like you gotta know that like you had to learn before you got to that space where you got and you know and so when you get to a space where you can be a leader and a you know a teacher and a student like Mm -hmm. that's a a consistent thing too like if you stop being a student you already you've already failed yeah like no matter no matter no matter what it is like i can learn stuff from anybody i can learn something from a a child i can learn something from from anybody or if you're in a space where it's like you're helping or assisting something to grow and you're not at the top of it, yes. you got to be willing to like, okay, let me sit back. What do you want me to do? How can I help you? Right. You know, let me put in work. And then if you have something to add to it, obviously you can ask them like, well, you know, if I can add some, you know, critique or whatever it is or different type of help. Mm-hmm. But like if, if you're helping someone out and you are a leader, you got to let them leave. It's true. You, you got to let them leave. You know, if they asking you for help, not for you to, to lead their thing, you know, you got to let them lead. And if they right. ask you for something or if you want to give input, it's important, but you can't never be too, too caught up in yourself that you feel like you don't, you can't listen to anyone or take direction or just be of assistance. Right. Totally agree. Yeah. Final question. This is called the tabula rasa, which stands for blank slate. Now being an artist that you are, you have all the colors and uh, you have all the colors and you have a blank canvas in front of you, right? And on this blank canvas, you're going to create, design, or architect your life as you see it. Now, the caveat is you've done it all. Come Up LA is a global brand. You have traveled the world creating festivals, events, and so forth, displaying um, Black art, Black business, and, and everything that you set out for. You have a family. Let's say you're married. You have your kids. They're grown. They're out the house. Everybody's thriving. They're in good health. All is well. You have all the money. You've traveled the world. You've you've more than accomplished what your heart's desires are. And you've done everything that you wanted to do in life. Coming back to this blank canvas, 
What picture do you draw of your life? What colors do you use? Um, gold always, because gold is a, a, a space of vibrance and wealth and royalty. Um, red, red is also a space of power, royalty, and um, red also is the, the color of the root chakra, mm. which is your base and your foundation and you're being grounded and concerted in what it is that you want mm-hmm. and getting it in your power. And then other colors, these are just colors that I love, teal, turquoise, purple, um, and these all are my favorite colors as well. <laughs> so my life is always kind of like everything that I, I never realize. Sometimes the things I, I kind of build stuff around those colors. Sometimes when I'm doing not everything, but certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those are the colors of my life for sure. What's the picture? The picture. It's abstract. Okay. It's abstract. It's just like, cause I, it's kind of how, no, it is how my life has been and is. It's, it's, I'm not a planner. <laughs> I mean, I plan certain things, obviously. I'm not just inept in that aspect, but right. I've, everything that I've, I've ever done has never had a plan. Hmm. Like I said, the only plan that was ever for my life was to become a missionary. And then when that wasn't what I wanted to do, it was kind of like, let me try this. So I like <laughs> went to school just because, and it wasn't because I couldn't have gone to school before. It wasn't encouraged in my family. Like I always had good grades. I was on the honor roll, like, but it was just like college wasn't a thing. I never took SATs, never prayer prepared for it, never applied to no colleges, mm. never did any of that. And so when I finally did go to school, everything's kind of like, let me try it. Let me just try it. Right. When I modeling, let me try it. Even like I do like modeling is like I do it, but it's not like I don't, I don't like push it styling. It was kind of like when I moved down here, it was like, well, let me, like I kind of did some back home, but I had no idea about none of the shit when I came down here, didn't know the terminologies. Right. Like, just tried it out. (laughs) Just (laughs) falling into stuff. Yeah. I was just like, oh, try it out. And I'm grateful that most things that I try to do, I actually can do. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take me a long time. That's always one of the things like, when I would go to jobs, like I can learn shit fast. Right. Even like softwares and stuff, like I can figure them out enough to be able to utilize them, do my thing. I might not know every detail about them, but I can learn shit fast. And so that's always been a strong suit of mine. But yeah, I just kind of just some I just just like going with the flow and doing with what what feels right for what it is that I want for myself. Right. And my future. That's a gift. Ferris, I want to salute you and honor you for everything that you have done, what you are doing and what you will continue to do. The Your love that you have for people and your willingness to put yourself out there for the benefit of the whole is amazing. And we need more of that in this world. You know what I mean? And I really appreciate it. Um, and just who you are, I think, is is huge. Right. And it's, it is enough. And so 
Thank you. Love you. Keep up the great work. Now I want to open a platform up for you to put your information out there. How can people find you, social, come up LA? How can they contribute? Go ahead. All right. So very easy to find always. Ferris Mason everywhere. F-E-R-R-I-S-S. People forget that second S sometimes yes. my whole life. They will, they will not help you out. <laughs> so S Mason on all socials. And then Come Up LA is at Come Up LA on all socials as well. And though I need to, uh, I need to reignite. I had a fundraiser going on. Um, I do need to reignite it because uh, because it, it still needs money. <laughs> so the link the link to that is in, in, in the bio of Come Up LA and in my bio of um, Ferris Mason on Instagram. Um, and yeah, I'm real, real simple. That's, that's pretty much it. Real simple to find me. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's great. Any um, questions or final remarks or statements you want to ask or say? Um, I don't know, because oftentimes people... And it's, I've been getting like lots of more like interviews and stuff now. And people are like, what's a, a thing that you can tell like entrepreneurs coming up or different or just people in general? And I feel, and I, and I actually like posted this the other day, like being consistent is one of the biggest things that you can ever do for whatever it is that you're building. Yeah. No matter how long it takes you, like just keep doing it. Just keep doing it because if giving up, I mean, you can give up and start over, but then, you know, you, you might've been right, right, right there. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh, let's just keep doing it. And I can, and people will see, see the consistent people will see it. And I'm realizing that myself because I was a little, I got a little disheartened over this, you know, the past couple months, you know, there's all these, and there still are all these people that are just all of a sudden coming up talking about blackness and wanting to support black business and putting on, little black business events and doing this and that and, and, and directories and all these things. And right. you're just like, and I, you know, me and some of my other friends that are, are, I don't even call myself an activist, even though it's kind of what it is, but like <sighs> that are activists and their other different aspects of what they do. Mm-hmm. We're kind of like, so y'all just now decided to be black or just now right. decided to recognize that you need to support your community. Like just now in June, cause there's so many, yeah. we've all seen all so many people just since June, all of a sudden, and I was a little disheartened about that. But then my friends are like, "There's people who know what you've been doing. Like yeah. you're don't." And then I'm seeing it because slowly there's like p- different opportunities that are coming. That when ho- when they come to fruition, I'm not going to say hope they do. When they do, mm-hmm. when they come to fruition, and then like even you reaching out to me, other people are like, "This is my second interview this week. I got another interview next week." And this is like, that's great. It's just. It's just super fresh, and I like I know that I'm I'm not being overlooked how I how I felt then, right? Because of being consistent in doing what I've been doing, yeah. And and, and be ready because you are gonna get the spotlight as you're getting it now. And 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 the thing is, a lot of people keep saying that, and um, yeah, I, I I'm ready, and even in my spiritual practice, my um, my Baba, that has been something through the different divinations that I've had <clears throat> that has been like, you need to push yourself up more. You need yep. to put yourself out there more. And literally people always say that like, there, she need to do more videos. She needs to do this, do that. And I'm, you know, working on it, but yeah. yeah. 
Wow. I see it myself as well. And I'm excited and a little scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. Don't be scared. We here at Lido, we got you. We gonna push you and elevate you. Awesome. Definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, Ferris Mason. I wholeheartedly agree with Ferris. Our true gift to the world is being who we are. Success, happiness, and impact happens when we are doing what we want to do. That is our true charge to lead up. Be sure to follow Ferris on Instagram at Ferris Mason. That is F-E-R-R-I-S-S Mason. And to stay in the loop of what events she has coming up, be sure to follow at ComeUpLA. While you're at it, check us out at Lead Up Lifestyle. We are pleased to announce our new partnership with Lead for Legacy Nonprofit. Lead for Legacy's sole mission is to advance education in business and economics while contributing resources to small businesses. Lead Up Podcast is donating 100% of its proceeds to Lead for Legacy. Join us in solving the educational gap in business by going to the bottom of the Lead Up Podcast description and click the support link. Thank you for listening. And as always, keep leading up.